You're listening to Closer Look. Here's Kendra Ponzio. Our guest is Ron Ashpole, the founder and president of Helping Hands International, and we're going to be talking about ministry opportunities. Welcome, Ron. Thank you, Kendra. Ron, tell us what your mission or goal is. And we can talk about the one that you have printed on the brochures first. Let's start there. Providing help and hope to hurting people and sharing the love of God through practical hands-on care are paramount to what we do. But that looks different in a lot of different places. In Romania, for example, we're doing ministry to orphan children. In the Dominican Republic, we're doing outreach, partnering with a YWAM base in Santo Domingo. And in Baja, Mexico, we work with an organization that does house building for people who are living in cardboard shacks. So it it looks different everywhere we go. We've been to Africa many times, Kenya and Uganda. And in those places, we're doing well drilling projects and church building projects. So we have quite a variety of opportunities and ministry that we are able to be a part of. Recently, we started a child sponsorship program in a small village in Kenya, and I'm pretty excited about that as well. It's something new for us, and we have a little bit different model. We're adopting the entire village, so it's $35 a month to sponsor a child, but we're also sending teams to that same village where we're doing a well drilling project, we're building a school, and we're basically coming alongside all of the people in the village to help lead them to Christ and make their lives better. You have a lot of different areas in a lot of different countries. How in the world do you keep those programs going when you're not there? All of our team leaders are volunteers, and we have a great base of really wonderful volunteer team leaders who lead our teams all over the place, whether it's disaster relief around the U.S. or local outreach, um, also to San Francisco. We have volunteers from all over the country, primarily Oregon and Washington, who can go and, and make a difference and come back changed. It's funny because when we do volunteer, we think we're going to go help someone else. And most of the time, if not always, we come back more changed than the people that we actually help. That's really true, Kendra. And that's that was one of my motivations for starting this ministry, because in taking youth groups to Mexico, for example, and then later on taking families, we saw those changed lives. And it inspired me to do this full time. Give us a little bit more information in depth as to where you go and what you do. We know about Romania and the orphanages and wells in Kenya. What else do you do around the world? One of the great things about going on our trips is we can actually modify those trips according to the skill sets of our volunteers. So if somebody has a heart for doing medical outreach, for example, we can add a medical component. One of our partners in ministry in Kenya is a dentist, and we can do dental clinics and dental outreach, as well as as a construction projects or just ministering to kids. We do vacation Bible schools all around the world. And when we go to an orphanage, not only are we taking care of kids and ministering to kids, but we do projects. Uh, we've built chicken coops and things like that for an orphanage where they can actually raise chickens and, and have eggs and those kinds of things. Part of what we want to accomplish is to give people a hand up and not a handout. Very committed to helping people get on their feet. In Rockwaro Village, Kenya, that's the village that we've adopted for child sponsorship. Like I said, we're doing a well project and building a school, and we're also planning to help with agriculture. 
They have fertile ground and no water, and with water they can start growing crops, and so those crops can be life-changing for that village. So depending on the country and the location, we have an opportunity to do a lot of different things depending on the skill set of the volunteers as well as the need of the people on the ground. Where do you get the volunteers? Where do they come from? The volunteers come from all over the U.S., primarily Oregon and Washington. We are an Oregon-based ministry, so most of our volunteers come from Oregon. But we welcome people from all over the country, including Hawaii. We have a team going this summer to Baja from Hawaii, exclusively from Hawaii. And, and so we have people from all over the country who participate. If you're just joining us, I'm Kendra Ponzio, and our guest is Ron Ashpole the founder and president of Helping Hands International. We're talking about ministry opportunities. Can you tell us about some of the impact that you've seen in some of the countries that you've gone into? Well, I'll tell you one neat story. In Kenya, for years, we've been going to a remote part of Kenya, northern Kenya, called West Pokot. And the Pokot tribe is a pretty remote group of people. I'm told that they have a population of about 500,000 people spreading out through northern Kenya and into Uganda. And where we go in this little village called Kiwawa, it looks out into Uganda onto a very, very large mountain called Mount Kadam. It's known as the Dark Mountain because it's steeped in witchcraft, and there have never been missionaries or white people there before. So one of our goals was to someday begin to take teams to Mount Kadam and to someday see that mountain change from the Dark Mountain to the Mountain of Light. And three years ago, we sent our first team there. We had the Jesus film in the native language of Pokot. And our team backpacked all the video equipment up to the top of the mountain where over 100 natives gathered together to watch the video. The chief of the village and his elders came to Christ and were baptized the next day. So those kinds of stories are amazing and impacting, and I just I give God all the glory and the credit for that. This year we were back again. We've been back every year since, and this year we see a a thriving church on the top of the mountain with 75 regular members who are, are worshiping the Lord and, and the church is growing. And, and so we're very excited to see how that's made a difference in that place. So Mount Kadam is being transformed as we speak. As we speak. And uh, someday, hopefully they will refer to it as the mountain of light. Do you encourage youth groups or churches to get involved in these projects? Absolutely. Yes, we have youth groups and church folks going all of the time. That's our primary base of volunteers. We can always use more volunteers. We would love to have more people get involved with what we're doing, um, whether it's locally in Southern Oregon or around the U.S. with disaster relief, which I guess we'll talk about more in a minute, and then all around the world with short-term mission opportunities. Let's do that now. Let's talk about disaster relief. Yeah, I think Hurricane Katrina was our first disaster relief response. We sent six teams to Mobile, Alabama, and uh, did a bunch of ministry there, digging people out of, you know, their broken homes and and, um, just trying to be a light for folks in, in disasters. And since then, we've been all over the country, Boulder, Colorado, New Jersey, Hurricane Sandy in New Jersey, and Minot, North Dakota, Baton Rouge, Louisiana. We sent two teams to help with the flooding there. So we've seen a great impact on going and ministering to folks who are victims of disaster. It's a great opportunity to serve folks in that way. 
people feel like, well, I'm not qualified. I, I'm not skilled at this or that or the other thing. And really, I would tell you, all you need is a willing heart. If you have a desire to make a difference, if you have a desire to go and serve the Lord in a new way, then you are qualified. If you can run a paintbrush or hold a baby or tell someone about Jesus, you are qualified. So we have all kinds of opportunities for folks who may not feel like they have the skills, but the Lord will use you in amazing ways when you simply step out and say, here I am, God, send me, use me, I want to serve. Ron, how are you funding all of this? Well, we're funded by donations. <laughs> we have some businesses that, that support us. We do an annual fundraising banquet. Uh, we do a little mini golf tournament every summer. And, and for the most part, it's just people saying, wow, I love what you guys are doing. Let me support you. So we get a lot of people who will support us through our website, or they'll mail in a check and say, use this to, to make a difference. So um, it really is completely donation-based. We don't ask for money from churches. Having been a pastor for so many years, I'm very aware of, of how many churches and pastors are hit up for money all the time. And so we've made a, a conscious decision not to ask for donations or funding from churches. So it exclusively comes from individuals and businesses who say we want to support what you guys are doing. So it sounds like if you've never been on a mission trip, you have opportunities even locally to kind of get your feet wet a little bit to make sure that that's something that you want to do. Yeah, it can be a little bit scary, a little overwhelming for people to think, oh gosh, I could never go to Africa or I could never go to Haiti or someplace like that. But we can uh, introduce you to short-term missions gradually. Our Baja Mexico trips are they're kind of our introductory trip, but they're a wonderful trip. And the Lord uses those trips every year to minister to people. And then, of course, we have the local things and disaster relief as well. If you're not comfortable leaving the country, we have plenty of opportunity for you as well. Ron, what's your biggest need right now? Finances are always a need. And so anybody who was wanting to help financially would be wonderful. But we also have a real need right now for volunteers. We're growing every year. We send more and more teams and more and more people. And right now, we'd like to actually put the word out for more volunteers and more people to get involved. Our heart is to grow the ministry in a way that changes more people's lives. And as we have more volunteers going and serving, more people's lives will be touched and changed. Going to Africa and Romania and some of those other third world countries can be quite expensive. Is that something we should be concerned about? It does take money to go. However, one of our primary goals is to make missions affordable and available. We make missions available by providing the opportunity, providing the team leaders, providing all of the resources that you need to have a successful trip. But by making them affordable, we supplement the cost of every trip. We provide the money for all of the projects. We provide the money for the houses, the wells, the buildings. All of that is covered by Helping Hands International, which is where our, our need for donations comes in. So we keep our trip fees as affordable as possible. Our Baja Mexico trips are $400. That includes everything from uh, San Diego down and back, food, lodging, transportation, the project, everything is covered with that. Africa trips are run about $1,000. That covers everything once you get on the ground in Africa. The only other thing you have to cover is your airfare, and airfare changes from day to day. So we set the trip fees, and then the missionary covers the airfare depending on the cost. 
If you're just joining us, I'm Kendra Ponzio, and our guest today is Ron Ashpole, the founder and president of Helping Hands International. We're talking about ministry opportunities. Ron, what's your goal in your heart? Not the printed one on your brochures, but what do you want to do in your heart? What do you want to see happen? I guess my primary motivation is to see people's lives changed and touched. And that happens on two different levels. For example, if we go and build a house for a family who's living in a cardboard hut or shack and we hand them the keys to a brand new home, that is life changing for them. And when you share the good news of Jesus with people as you hand them the keys to their new home, it has a a huge impact and carries a lot of weight. So that's one example of how we can change the lives of people who we go and and minister to. Obviously, drilling a well for a village in Africa is life-changing for that village when people have been walking for miles and miles to get muddy water and children are dying of malaria and other diseases. It's life-changing. And so sharing the gospel, when Jesus said, I am the living water, and you hand someone a, a cup of fresh water that just came from their new well, it's powerful. And so changing the lives of people who we go to minister to is paramount. But second to that is changing the lives of the people who we take to go because people move outside of their comfort zones. They stretch themselves to go somewhere and do something that they've never done before. And it's in those times and in those places that God meets them and uses them in powerful ways and changes them as well. So We've seen over the years a wonderful testimony of people coming back from our trips, back to their own communities with a much stronger desire to serve the Lord in their own hometown and to make a difference in the lives of the people that they live with and are connected with day to day. You probably answered this in a number of ways, but what can we do as a community to help? Well, the first thing I would say is, please pray for us. You know, anytime you're stepping out for the Lord in in these kinds of areas, there's a lot of spiritual warfare. and, And so I would covet your prayers for our ministry. Beyond that, obviously, people can donate. We always need resources, and and that's a huge, huge help. Any amount is helpful. Um, Not only is it helpful for funding the ministry, but it's also very encouraging. When when we get a, a donation from a new donor, it's very encouraging just to know that, yeah, God is still in this, and He wants us to continue. Another way that you can help is to sponsor a child. You can go to our website, helpinghandsinternational.com, and you can pick out a little kiddo. Right now it's Rockwaro Village in Kenya, and you can pick out a little kiddo and develop a relationship. Part of the uniqueness of our sponsorship program is that it's also internet email-based, so you can email pictures and you can email letters back and forth with your sponsored child, and our administrator on the ground there will make sure that your child is responding and sending pictures and letters back to you. So sponsoring a child is a wonderful thing. And then, of course, volunteer. We'd love to see people volunteer and and get involved. Ron, is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? I would just say to the folks out there, don't be afraid to step out, to get involved, to, to stretch yourself a little bit. I know it's scary sometimes, but it's worth it. You will not be disappointed. You will not be sorry when you step out for the Lord in a new way. Please feel free to contact me. My email is on our website. My phone number is on our website, helpinghandsinternational.com. And I would just love to hear from you. Thanks to my guest, Ron Ashpole. For Closer Look, I'm Kendra Ponzio. This has been K-Love Closer Look. Find us online at klove.com. <laughs>